Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. It was a warm summer day, and the father and his son were up in the attic, dusting and just making room. When lifting a box, a small book fell to the floor. As the father picked it up, he was astonished at what he had just discovered. It was his grandfather's diary. Inside the diary was the story of his grandfather and his early and later years. There are those stories, memories, where we hear about something special about a family member no longer with us. Something unexpected. This is one of them. Let's jump into this. The year was 1958, and William B. Gold III and his son, William B. Gold IV, were addressing the daily chores of keeping a house running. While working in the attic one day, William, the father, stumbled upon a diary from his grandfather that had been sitting in a box for many years. Gold's son, that would be the great-grandson, William B. Gold IV, who was helping in the attic that day, became fascinated with his ancestor's diary. As he turned the pages, he was so transfixed with what had been discovered. William took it upon himself to spend the next 45 years transcribing and annotating the diary entries during his spare time while becoming a prominent legal scholar at Stanford University. After many years, in 2003, Professor Gold IV completed his work on his great-grandfather's diary by publishing it into a book titled Diary of a Contraband, The Civil War Passage of a Black Sailor. The diary is only one of a few written during the Civil War by enslaved persons that survive, and the only one by a formerly enslaved sailor. The book reveals the remarkable Civil War diary of the author's great-grandfather, William Benjamin Gold, an escaped slave who served in the United States Navy from 1862 until the end of the war. William Benjamin Gold kept copious notes covering his days spent as part of the blockade covering the coasts of North Carolina and Virginia, his travels to New York and Boston. He later served on the U.S. Niagara while servicing in European waters pursuing Confederate ships such as the Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. But I'm getting ahead of my story. Let's cover how this diary came into being. William Benjamin Gold was born on November 18, 1837, in Wilmington, North Carolina. His parents worked for a white peanut farmer named Nicholas Nixon. William's father, Alexander Gold, was a white Englishman. His mother, Elizabeth Moore, was an enslaved black woman. During William's time on the peanut farm, he came across white missionaries who were known to provide enslaved people with a basic education, much to the dislike of slave owners. With the missionaries' help, William picked up skills in reading and writing. William picked up other talents on the farm, such as masonry. He seemed to be unnatural, and Mr. Nixon soon put him to work on various construction and renovation projects around the Williamton area. A building he worked on applying plaster molding was named the Bellamy Mansion, which today is a museum. The building still bears his initials in the brickwork. When the Civil War broke out, the U.S. Navy, by order of President Lincoln, established a naval blockade in April of 1861 off the Virginia coast to Texas in order to cut off trade and military supplies. Nixon, like other wealthy white people, moved his household and slaves inland 
in case of an invasion from troops on board the U.S. naval ships. With all of this confusion and unrest happening, it gave Gold pause to think that this would be an opportunity to plan his escape. He knew his timing had to be right, at least take the chance of being captured and make matters worse for him. After waiting almost a year and a half, Gold planned his escape on September 21, 1862. Now, Gold wasn't alone. The seven other slaves made the escape with him. Under the cover of darkness and pouring rain, they were able to steal a small sailboat, which they had to roll down the Cape Fear River. They rowed instead of hoisting the sail and avoid the risk of being seen. Gold and others eventually made it down to Fort Caswell. With the blockade in place, they raised the sail to make it out to one of the Union vessels, the USS Cambridge. As fate would turn out, Cambridge had only 18 sailors, and they were undermanned. Gold and his companions soon found themselves a part of the United States Navy crew. On September 27, 1862, William Gold, a 24-year-old former slave from Wilmington, North Carolina, began a diary of his service aboard the USS Cambridge, a Union gunboat then patrolling off the Confederate coast. Over the next three years, Gold spent many a day writing about his journeys during his Civil War service in the U.S. Navy, first aboard the USS Cambridge, and later aboard the USS Niagara. Williams' diary is a day-to-day account in his own words of the Civil War service of an African-American sailor. As a former slave, he served in the United States Navy before Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1, 1863. Gold's writing skills brings out an individual who's thoughtful a very articulate observer, not only of his surroundings, but his life at sea in the Civil War Navy, and also the ports and countries that he visited in the course of his service, and of military and political affairs in the United States, and the impact on the lives of African Americans. Throughout the course of his travels, he related the events of a world being turned upside down by war and emancipation. Found in the diary was a passage about his visit to New York City, and visiting the offices of the Anglo-African, one of the country's leading black newspapers. While in New York, he had the opportunity to listen to a lecture by George Thompson of England, one of Britain's leading abolitionists. Gold and his ship were docked in Cadiz, Spain, when news arrived that the Confederates had surrendered at Appomattox, Virginia. The USS Niagara returned to Massachusetts, where he received an honorable discharge from the Navy. Upon his discharge, Gold traveled back to Williamton, where he found it very empty. He moved on to Nantucket, Massachusetts, where he married Cornelia Williams Reed, who had also been enslaved. They eventually settled in Denham, Massachusetts, and had eight children, six of whom served in the army. After settling in Denham, Gold put his masonry and plastering skills back to work and became a very prosperous contractor. He took great pride in his work. One time he noticed that a few of his employees had laid cement incorrectly. Now, the mistake would never be noticed, but Gold knew it. He had the work torn down and redone. A costly decision that almost bankrupted his business. But as word spread around, it won him significant esteem around the town. Gold died on May 25, 1923, at the age of 85. His descendants knew of his time in the Navy during the Civil War. But it wasn't until after years of research that William B. Gold IV completed. 
that it was brought to light that gold had been born into slavery and had escaped from it. In September of 2021, the town of Denham renamed a 1.3-acre plot of grass, the William B. Gold Park. On May 25, 2023, the town will unveil a statue of him commemorating the 100th anniversary of his death. What can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? For William B. Gold, his sense of becoming a free person after escaping slavery gave inspiration to his great-grandson, William B. Gold IV. People today, particularly the young, sometimes feel disillusioned, discouraged life doesn't give them what they think they're entitled to. Mr. Gold's diary should stand as an example of life will not meet you half ways, and sometimes never. There are those moments where one must stand on their own two feet and make it happen. One must meet their challenges head on and find solutions on their own. When placed in those situations is when you find out who you are. Life is a test and always will be. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned and the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.